Welcome to Infinite Fellowship Ministries where we train believers to know and to pursue God's perfect will so as to yield fruit for His kingdom. Here is a sermon by Bishop Kobanga J.O. Ladies and gentlemen, praise the Lord. Amen. Praise the name of the living God. Amen. I hope you are fine. I want you to turn to the person next to you and tell that person that Bishop Gobanga says hi. Um, maybe if the sound may increase slightly the treble so that I don't strain just a bit, that would actually be good. I think that's better. So um, may I also take this opportunity to just give God all the glory. All the glory, all the honor. Thanking him so much for the time that he has brought us thus far. You know, some of us have a testimony of where God has brought us. When I remember the days of humble beginning. Even prior to ministry, like you heard in my profile, I'm a teacher by profession. I worked in Transmar among the Maasai's. And uh, Maasai's are wonderful people. But they can also be very complex, depending on how you touch base with them, but they are wonderful. And uh, the truth of the matter is that I never ever thought I was going to be a minister of the gospel. I believed I was going to just practice as a teacher. Then from there I get promoted to being an educational officer. You know, I was thinking about how I would rise in the hierarchy, in the ministry, you, 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 you know, in the, under the ministry of education. But God orchestrated a storm in my career. I collided with my superiors and got interdicted twice. The first time I was reinstated and the salary never came through. It was such a hard hassle. Then after working for some time, things went wrong and I got a second interdiction. And around that time is when the spirit of the Lord was speaking to me about full-time ministry, but I didn't know what full-time ministry is all about. So when I had the opportunity to appear before the teacher service commission, tribunal I went there with a piece of paper and a pen to resign now those commissioners are very surprised because they looked at me and they told me young man how can you resign when you've not even worked for long I told them I feel time is up I got to understand that the things that I was going through within my career was basically God orchestrating me into something else which I believe I'll be sharing in a few so I thank God for where I've come from I also want to thank God for my brother, Bishop Eric Mwangi. You know, I used to see Eric Mwangi from afar. We never really used to interact, but the truth of the matter is that we used to be together in the same meeting under our dear Papa Apostle Mulumbi. So I used to watch the gentleman from a distance. And uh, I used to ask Bishop Mulumbi about Eric. 
And he used to tell me wonderful things about him. And um, little did I know that we were going to actually have, a, a, you know, have an encounter where we would touch base with each other. I've loved his ministry. I've been watching online every single thing that goes on here. Everything, Mark you, everything. I've seen some of your few faces. Few faces. And I can tell you that uh, some of you, I think I can almost guess how you dressed in a particular proceeding. Yeah, I don't want to mention names lest I destroy people here and upset the elders. I'm thinking elders are seated here. But the truth of the matter is that you people are a wonderful congregation. You are wonderful. Eric, you're doing a wonderful job. I don't know what other people say about you, but from the bottom depth of my heart, you are doing a wonderful job. To the glory of God. And it is good to celebrate people who do something wonderful. And it is wonderful to be married to a wife who is also a minister of the gospel. It doesn't just happen. You know, pastors go through a lot. You can be so anointed, but you, you get married to somebody else who is diametrically opposite to what you think. But anyway, let me not go further because I do not want to offend sisters in the Lord. Um, yes. Anyhow. Yes. So I want us to just... Um, as we stand, I just want to read a few scriptures here. Um, Philippians chapter 2, verse 13. Philippians chapter 2, verse 13. Are we there? This is, um, okay, I can see you have NKJV. Um, I'm reading from the King James Version. KJV, if at all you'd allow. For it is God which worketh in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. Romans chapter 8 verse 28. Romans chapter 8 verse 28. Very common scripture. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God. To them who are, called, who are the called according to his purpose. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10. For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. And then Ephesians chapter 1 verse 11 which is my last scripture. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 11. Are we there? In whom also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestinated according to the purpose of him who worketh all things after the counsel of his will. Loving Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you and we bless you. 
we give you praise we give you glory and honor we thank you father for this time my god thank you father for the ministry of your word my god i pray that may thou grant me utterance to speak forth your mind and heart to your people today and i pray jehovah god that let there be understanding of all that i shall be able to articulate for it is in Jesus' name we've prayed, believing, and trusting. Amen and amen. Please be seated in the presence of the Lord. So ladies and gentlemen, I want to speak on the subject, the call of purpose and destiny. The call of purpose and destiny. Tell somebody the call of purpose and destiny. I begin by submitting to us that the earlier you become cognizant of your identity, the better for you to be able to fulfill the ordination of your life. Friends, I submit to you that without the knowledge and understanding of your pristine identity, you cannot be able to hearken to the call of purpose and destiny. Hello? You know, there are many people who do not have any knowledge about their identity. And you know, when you struggle with matters of identity, you'll also struggle to obey the word of God. When you struggle with your identity, you'll also have struggles with submission to delegated authority. When you struggle with your identity, beloved, you will collide with everybody. You know, most people who have church heart to the point where they accuse pastors and every other kind of allegation they may see. You know, you'll hear people saying that there's no love in church. They'll tell you that, you know, in church pastors take advantage of you and so on. And yes, whereas to some extent, it is yes possible that there are those pastors who are fabulous fake. But I submit to you that they are not as many as those who are genuine. You see, the problem is that we are exposed a lot to those who are fake on social media, to those who are fake on television, but there are those who are not known by God. Pastors, men and women who are being birthed in the womb of obscurity, waiting for a time where they are going to be manifested. You know why many people have church heart is because they have fatherhood issues. Sometimes pastors are accused of things that they do not know. If you check carefully, those who are critical, insofar as pastoral authority is concerned, those who have a problem with submission to authority, they have their problem right from home. I'm telling you the truth. You get it when I'm saying church? If you have a problem with pastoral authority, then you are the problem, not the pastor. That's why you have a problem when it comes to submitting to aspects of the word of God. You only want to hear prophetic words of promise, but you have a problem when God is correcting you through scripture. You want to hear about prophecies, about financial breakthrough, but every prophecy is preceded by obedience. 
I am yet to find someone who has genuinely prospered in the ways of God that is not holy. You know, when you talk about holiness, people think that you're going to be judged. But my Bible says that without holiness, you cannot see God. Be ye holy, for I, the Lord, I am holy. Hello, church. I may not say things that maybe you're used to. I don't know. But I must tell you, beloved, in all humility, that there are some things that we must talk about. You know, the response to the call of purpose and destiny is obedience to the spirit of the word of God. If you're a man who's talking about purpose, if you're a woman who's talking about destiny, your first response is obedience, not excitement. You see, when God tells you that you're going to be an astute businessman, understand that that word is two-sided. There's a part that appeals to your flesh, but there's that part that you do not want because there is an instruction. You see, God could be telling you that on another, uh, in another way that there are things about you that he's not pleased with that will not enable you to become an astute businessman. So once you correct and begin to address those things, then you shall become. You know, you know, you know my brother Eric, sometimes people are funny. You give a prophetic word to a brother about the future. And then when that word does not come to pass, you are called a false prophet. But within the same, same fellowship, you gave a prophecy to another brother and everything you spoke came to pass. So the question is, what exactly is wrong with you? You are a false recipient of the word of God. Hello? You see, before you joined this church, everything was okay. Everything was okay until when you came. The moment you came, problems showed up. Now, where did those problems come from? From you. How is it that you're the only person who is seeing something wrong with this church? And every other person is okay. You want to tell me that you're the only person who is holy, more holier than the Holy Spirit, more holier than God the Father, more holy than Jesus Christ? To the extent where you're looking for brothers and sisters who appear to be struggling like you, and the next thing is that you begin to antagonize them. So you become a bunch of wounded individuals. You form an unholy alliance. All because of the fact that some things in you are not working, so you expect them not to work from other people. My friend, you need to grow up. You need to be born again. You need to be delivered from bitterness and unforgiveness. And you need to learn submission to authority. You see, friends, you cannot tell me that a God whom you cannot see, you obey. But a certain man of God, you don't obey. That's a lie, according to the word of God. You cannot tell 
tell me that you love the Lord and yet you hate someone all because of something that happened 20 years ago. What is wrong with you? And you're telling me you're a man or a woman of purpose and destiny? Shut up. There is no purpose, there is no destiny for you. You need to be born again. You're getting what I'm saying, church? You know, the spirit of the word of God is the underlying principle of life in the Holy Ghost that teaches you to believe what God says. Now, you see, you see, when we talk about the word of God, I'm not just talking about scripture. I'm talking about the spirit in the scripture. The underlying principle of the spirit of the word that is in the Holy Ghost. Because, beloved, unless the spirit of God teaches you how to obey, you'll struggle with obedience. Hello? Because, you see, the spirit of the word of God teaches you to understand the meaning behind what God says and why he says it. Not the fact that God says. You see, God does not speak because he has a mouth. God speaks because he has a purpose. You see, the spirit in the word of God enables us to incline to the path of understanding. To the path whereby we surrender to the impetus of the Holy Spirit. So that we are able to flow through the journey of life in order to become what we ought to be. Hello? You get what I'm saying, church? You know, a person who has the knowledge and understanding of his identity is the one person who espouses reality. And you know, such an individual that has the knowledge and understanding of his identity is way ahead of time. This is a, a person who's way ahead of a person who spends his time pursuing what is not and can never be. So the question I'm asking you, do you really know who yourself, who you are? When you know who you are, my friend, you'll be ahead of time. When you know yourself, when you operate within your pristine identity, the word pristine means original. I think I'll have to break down a bit, but we'll see. Isaac Gobanga Sr. is responsible for this, but it's okay. That's my dad. You get what I'm saying? When you know your pristine identity, my friend, you will not wait for Kronos. You will always operate in Kairos. And you see, Kairos is not limited in terms of geographical placement. Kairos is not limited in terms of a frame of time that we otherwise known as Kronos. You are a person who is able to exercise faith to compress time. That you're able to go into the future. You know, I come from a background of the apostolic and prophetic. We don't wait for things to happen. We move into the realm of where things are happening. Hello? Now let me shock you by saying this statement. I think I'm going ahead of my sermon notes. You see, God is not in the past, neither is God in the future. God is where he is, not where you want him to be. You're waiting for the future to come, my friend. The future will come and nothing will happen. 
Because you do not know yourself. And the reason why you do not know yourself is because you don't even know God. Because the knowledge of God introduces you to who you are in him. And when you know who you are in him, you will not wait. You will not wait. You will move by the impetus of the spirit to be where God is. Not where you want God to be. And what causes you to move is obedience. You know, obedience is a vehicle that will enable you to go into the future while you're still where you are. Hallelujah, church. Show me an excellent person and I'll show you one who walks in obedience. Hello. You see, beloved, you are way ahead of a person who is spending his life pursuing what he cannot be. You know? And you know, there are people who go about hankering after hallucinative cuddles of premeditations. And such people, they are oblivious of the fact that such a venture leads towards the hot air of circumvention. Don't worry, I'll break it down. You know, such people who like such a venture, they do not know that such a venture will botch your self-esteem and you'll end up being misplaced in your identity. I submit to you that if you do not know who you are, church, you will end up becoming a man who is tossed by the wind. Hello? If you do not know who you are, you will struggle to obey the word of God because you do not even know who you are. You see, the problem of, you see, the problem of obedience in the house of God is because people don't even know who they are. That's the problem. People who do not know who they are, they will always disobey God. Because they have no understanding of the word of God. How can you understand the word of God and yet the same word of God introduces you into who you are in your pristine identity to the extent you are able to understand and know where is God taking you, church? Hello? You know, when you don't know who you are, beloved, like I said, you will struggle with delegated authority. You will always struggle. You'll fight with parental authority. You'll fight with authority at the workplace. You'll fight with authority at your estate, whereby you're always defined towards what the management committee wants. You will also be against civil authority. Now, let me say this, Kenyans. Now, I know we all come from different political persuasions. But the last time I checked, Bishop Eric... William Ruto is the president of the Republic of Kenya. Take it or leave it, he is the president. He may not be of your ethnicity, he is the president. You may hate him because of his past, but he is the president. And as long as he is the president, he is the authority, the chief executive of this republic. And therefore, beloved, the Bible commands you to submit to his authority. Not because of what he does or what he doesn't do, but because of who he is. Because who Ruto is is more important than what he says or what he does. When you make peace with who Ruto is, my friends, everything else that may be folly about his government will be a mirage. Because whether you like it or not, the decisions he makes affect you in one or the other. So if you are praying for hell and brimstone and fire because you are from the other side of the divide, my friend, you are a fool. He's the authority. Oh yes, he is. 
And we must respect him. You know the problem with Kenyans, we look at what is written in the media and social media. And we think that everything in the media is correct. Let me tell you, the last time I checked, the fourth estate is not a place that you trust. I want somebody who hears what the heavenly council says concerning Kenya. Not what the media is saying. Because as far as media is concerned, there is this culture, bad news sells. You get what I'm saying, church? You know, when you don't know you, who you are, everything in life will interest you and you'll begin to live other people's dreams. You do not know who you are, you will go importing things from everywhere, even though they are substandard. Because you are substandard. Sorry. When you import things which are substandard, then it means you've accepted to be substandard. And you've classified your clients, your customers as substandard. And for such a person, you cannot prosper. You get what I'm saying, church? Time has come whereby as Kenyans, we must begin to demand for things which are authentic, original, not generic. If it is an iPhone, it must be authentic. That we are able to, to scan the serial number. There's a specific serial number in an iPhone that when you go to the Apple website, it will tell you whether it is, it is genuine or not. It's true. So, beloved, we must know who we are. You know, when you do not know, when you do not know who you are, you will fail at everything that you do to the point whereby you'll be anxious and depressed. Then, you know, you'll begin to blame God. You'll blame your parents for where you, where you were brought up. You'll blame your siblings for not supporting you. You'll blame the estate management committee. You'll blame the government saying because the economy is not doing well. And you'll blame your pastor. As if your pastor was there when you were born. As if your pastor was there when you're being disciplined by your teachers. You project your frustrations to your pastor who is very innocent and has no clue as to what is going on. You know many times when people leave church, you know we get to hear the reasons why they left either by a social media or through a third party. You see that's a problem. And such people, if you check very carefully, there is something they are hiding. There is some darkness in their life that they are hiding. And before long, they will depart from the faith. And you know, wounded people hurt others. Because you find that such people will always engage in silly arguments with other people who are calling them out on social media. You know why that is happening? They do not know who they are. So they cannot answer to the call of purpose and destiny. And that is why, beloved, before you do anything, check on your identity. Check on your identity, beloved, because when you know yourself in God, you will be able to align your life to the principle of the word of God. You will align to the path of obedience to God's authority. Hello? You know, beloved, a person who knows himself and herself is secure in his or identity. You are so secure that you have no time to compete with anybody. 
You're so secure that you're not even, you know, you're not mesmerized by what is going on around and about you. You're so secure even when somebody rejects you because you know very well, human rejection is not, does not mean that the divine has rejected you. When somebody has rejected you, it may not necessarily be a rejection. It could be that God is saving you from trouble. Sometimes it has nothing to do with the fact that the other person who rejected you is the problem. It is because there is no purpose in the kind of association you are trying to align yourself with. So if you have gone through heartbreaks, I submit to you, get delivered. Don't give us the chronicles of your heartbreak. What might be a heartbreak could be God's way of aligning you towards your destiny. Are we together, church? You see, the person that is meant for you, you will not meet that person in Kronos. You'll meet that person at the place of Kairos where the sublime presence of the Lord is. Kerelibazinda. <laughs> this is Kairos, okay. Your father is telling me that this is Kairos. You see, God is calling on us to operate with, you know, within the realms of our pristine identity. You see? And you know, when you operate within the realms of, when you function within the realms of a pristine identity, you know obedience to the word of God. You will not need anybody to teach you how to obey because you have the spirit of God in you. The problem in church is that people want to be taught how to obey. But when you're filled by the spirit of God, you'll know exactly what you're supposed to do, beloved. You know? And you know, any identity you embrace becomes your destiny. If you embrace the wrong identity, that becomes your destiny. But if you operate within the identity that God gave you, the pristine identity, then of automatically you know that you have the right destiny. Beloved, understand, your destiny will only prosper in the hands of your pristine identity. Destiny only prospers within the hands of identity, not anywhere else, beloved. Even when you've embraced the wrong identity, beloved, and you have that wrong destiny. The reason why that destiny is wrong is because of the kind of identity that you embrace. Because you are a clone of an imperfect original. Hello? You know, when you conform to Christ, you'll be able to break away from the false identity that you're living. Okay? And that is why, beloved, we must constantly yield to the power of the Spirit within our being so that we are able to conform to Christ. Because, beloved, our truest destiny is Christ. Now you'll tell me, but Bishop, I got a prophetic word from Apostle Eric that I'm going to be in Dubai. That's where my destiny is. No. Your destiny is not in Dubai. Your destiny is in Christ. Dubai is a, is, 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 is a placement, is a geographical placement where you're supposed to express or function in your destiny, which is Christ. If things go wrong in Dubai, the same Christ by the person of the Spirit will take you to another place where, while you're still in Christ, you'll be able to function. Are we together, beloved? So that we are supposed to transcend 
the natural and begin to have the consciousness of Christ regardless as to whether we are in America or in Kenya. Going to America is not the problem. The problem is whether you have the consciousness of Christ with regards to America. Because friends, life in America is tough. Oh yes, it is tough. You go to the States and you discover you are better off here. Hello? Lele Masia. You're getting me, friends? You know, the consciousness of Christ is the destiny that enables you to conform to the plan and purpose of God. And therefore, beloved, embrace the identity of Christ. Hello? You know, when you controvert the proceeding word of God in your life, my friend, you will dispose yourself from the domain of your influence and you'll end up losing your identity. Hello? Because you know, destiny demands fulfillment. But purpose demands expression. You know, without destiny, your purpose is lifeless. It's like you living in the earth illegally. Hello? You know, from a di divine perspective, life is defined from a sense of destiny by God's purpose and design. And that is why we must understand that God has a purpose for each and every one of us to fulfill. We are predestined and fashioned to live our destiny, beloved. And our identity is that of sons. Your identity is not of a, of a businessman. You are a son who is a businessman. You are a lawyer who is a you, you, I mean, you are a son who is a lawyer. You are a son who is an apostle. Because the challenge we have today is that people are so much caught up in titles. And you know, when you just have a title, you can't function. What makes you to function in your office is not the title. It is sonship. That is the epitome of your identity. That you are a son of God. That when you got born again, you are given the power to become a son of God. So that now within the sonship, you are now able to identify which area and which realm are you supposed to function. Because friends, our destiny is to be conformed to the image of Christ. That is where our conformity should be, beloved. And that is why, you know, when you know, you see, when you have your identity, your identity will help you to be able to know your purpose and to know your destiny, beloved. Because, you know, when you do not know who you are, the other thing that happens is that you become an easy target for deception. Now, let me say this, Kenyans. And please don't be offended. I have no problem with foreign ministers. Trust me. I listen to a lot of them on YouTube. I've interacted with a couple of them. So I'm not against them. I'm not against them. But the question is this. In which river are you supposed to be in as a son? Where is your stream? Are you grounded in the fundamental word of truth that enables you to understand your identity to the extent whereby you are able to discern that which is falsehood coming from another preacher? 
And it doesn't mean that that preacher is not a preacher. He's maybe a good man or a woman of God. But at the end of the day, we must operate in discernment. Because the challenge in this country is when every minister comes from wherever they come from, we will abdicate our role in the house. When your papa calls you for a meeting, that's when you remember that there's a minister of God from the states who's at KICC. You'll abdicate the meeting of leaders to go there. You attend that meeting and in most cases, they'll even be told to pay a lot of money. After six months, your life is the same. You paid for the teaching, but that teaching did not help you. And the reason why that teaching did not help you is not because the teaching was wrong. It's because there is defiance to pastoral authority. You defy. And the reason why you defy pastoral authority is because you do not know God. And therefore you don't know yourself. So, so deception just comes along the way. Do you know the devil can twist a truth from a preacher in a way that it comes forth as deception without you knowing? Because of the fact that you're insecure within yourself? Do you know that? It's true. Can we come to the place where we begin to honor those that have brought us up? Yes. Bishop Eric may have weaknesses. I do. Maybe even many that, more, more than him. At least my congregants are here. I'm just looking at them. May have weaknesses, may have flaws, but you know, beloved, that grace is not subject to his weaknesses. That grace comes from Christ. Now, if you have a problem with Apostle Eric, why don't you have a problem with Abraham? You know what Abraham did. Why don't you have a problem with David? David was a prophet. David was a priest. David was a king. But the guy killed. Hello? Elijah was a mighty prophet of God, but Elijah had a temper. You get what I'm saying? Let me tell you something, church. When you are criticizing your leaders and judging them, God is sorting them out in the prayer closet. By the time they are sorted out, you are busy basking in the glory of your hatred. You are in the judgment seat that does not belong to you. Hello? Charity begins at home. We start honoring the local pastor first. Even as we honor every other person, we, I mean, it's good to honor, but let's honor our pastors. Let's honor them. If Papa tells you that he needs you, every plan you make must stop. There have been times Bishop Mulumbi has interrupted me. I've made my plans and he calls me, son, I need you to come. I cancel everything and go. 
And most times when I have responded to his call, I have discovered that either it saved me from trouble or there was something else that I needed to receive from him. I'm speaking out of experience. It doesn't mean that where you're supposed to go is bad. It doesn't mean that the person you're going to meet is evil. But your father has told you that I need you. You get what I'm saying? You know, my late mother had this habit. There are times she just called me, she tells you that, you know what, I need you to come. There's something important I want us to talk. So I book a flight, go to Kisumu, and then, and, and you know, I'm, I'm not intending to spend. I'm intending to hang out with her and my dad just for the whole day and then go back to Nairobi in the evening. So I wait to hear for, uh, what mom has to say and the next thing is that it's around 4.30 and I'm wondering wh wh why was I called? So I ask her, why did you call me? There was something you needed to tell me and she'll tell me, but don't you think our meeting right now is very important? Am I not your mother? Initially it used to offend me, but with the time I discovered that I had no business being offended. You getting me? I miss those moments because mom is gone. I'm sure, Bishop, you know what I mean because you also experience that. Celebrate your parents while they are still alive because when they go, it's painful. For those of you whose parents are still alive. Hello? When they go, that is when you'll remember the wisdom they used to share. And that is the wisdom that will sustain you and keep you even in the coming days. Hallelujah, church. You know, our identity in Christ is the function of our relationship with him. Hebrews eleven twenty-seven. this is the New Living Translation. Allow me to read. It was by faith that Moses left the land of Egypt, not fearing the king's anger. He kept, right, he, he kept right on going because he kept his eyes on the one who is invisible. Now understand this. Once Moses discovered who he was, his life took a new direction. This was a murderer. He killed an Egyptian and he took off. You know? You know, Moses left the land of Egypt and he had the courage to let go of his past. The problem in the church is that people do not have the courage to let go of their past. When you discover who you are, let me tell you, everything that ever happened becomes immaterial. You must have the courage to walk away from sin. You must have the courage to walk away from wrong associations. You must have the courage to walk away from your insecurities. You must have the courage to walk away from the oppression of bondage. When you learn your true identity, my friends, it gives you the courage to let go of your past. And it gives you the courage to walk into your future. Hello? You have the courage to enter into your new destiny. The Bible says, this is KJV, in 2 Corinthians 5.17, a very common scripture. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. If anyone happens to be in Christ, he transits into being a new creature. That is basically what it means in the original rendering. 
When, and you see, friends, you must be willing to come to the place where you happen in Christ. Not where you happened. Where you happen in Christ. So that the very, very essence of the new creation takes you to, uh, towards a moment of transition from where you've come from to the place where you become what God wants you to become. Where you become an eternal reality. When you're a new creation, basically it means that you've become an eternal reality, beloved. Hello, church. Are you getting what I'm saying? In other words, you are transformed. You are engineered to live according to the life of the kingdom. And that is why we must guard against ignorance. You get what I'm saying, beloved? Now, what is ignorance? Ignorance is when you are defined by your lineage, by your human and family foundations. That is ignorance. Like the Luya I am. I allow the customs and traditions of Luya land to define me. That is ignorance. And you know, ignorance is loss of identity. Ignorance is loss of identity, beloved. And that is why we must allow God to give us the identity that we once had with him in eternity. Not something else different. It is something that you had with him. Okay? You know, who you are determines what your needs are. Because who you are is your pristine identity. And you see, who you are does not fluctuate in the moment of varying circumstances, beloved. Now, there's a difference between who you are and what you are. What you are basically determines your wants. And you know, what you are is subject to the varying circumstances of life. And, 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 it, and it's, it therefore goes saying that what you are is solical. Who you are is more important, beloved, not what people say you are. Who you are. Who you are. That is what enables you to answer to the call of purpose and destiny, beloved. And that is when you'll be able to understand what success is. And you know, the last time I checked is, success is not the convenience of the present. Success is expressing the ordinations of God for your life. Hello? Success is the attainment of future. Now the future has nothing to do with tomorrow. The future is not next year. I discovered something, Bishop. The future is an atmosphere of divine possibilities. The future is not tomorrow. The future is not next year. The future is an atmosphere because, do you know, next year will come, but you have no future. Has it ever happened to you? So the future is not about tomorrow. The future is an atmosphere of divine possibilities that are located within the dimensions of opportunities that God has for you in your life. That is the future. 
Hello? Every possibility is wrapped up within the context of opportunity. And you know, opportunities tend to be found within the framework of circumstances, whether favorable or unfavorable, beloved. And most times, opportunities will always be found in the midst of crisis. And that is why, friends, you must be able to perceive beyond the veil of your circumstances. You get what I'm saying? You see, we read the scripture that all things work together for good. Now, have we ever thought about the fact that all things refer to good and bad? All things work together for good. And it does not take God unawares that you're suffering. Because suffering has a prophetic purpose. Sometimes suffering is necessary to prune pride out of you. So that you're able to learn obedience out of the things that you suffer. Hello? Yes, Jesus Christ died for you 2,000 years ago. He died so that you may not suffer. Well, that is true. Positionally, it's true. But experientially, there are things that have to be knocked out of your life. And one of the ways in which those things are knocked out is for God to take you through a process. And that process may be, may be a process where you'll go through varying circumstances of pain. Where you are subjected to the furnace of, of, of affliction to learn humility. To learn what it means to obey. Where you're brought to a place where you learn that man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Hello, church? That's why, you know, you must be able to see what opportunities are there for you, even in the midst of your circumstances. Whereas everybody in this country is complaining about the economy, you are able to see an opportunity. Yes. You know, I'm looking forward to a time whereby the body of the Lord in this country will be able to discern what opportunities are there for prosperity in this country. When every other Kenyan is complaining. You know, we are complaining about taxation. We are complaining about every other kind of thing. And yes, to a greater extent, things are tough. But the question is, are you able to see opportunity? Why don't you become a provider of a solution in the midst of taxation? Instead of murmuring. How come is it that your life is being governed by the dictates of the, of, of the Kenyan economy? I thought we are members of the kingdom. When you are a child of the kingdom, you, you soar above circumstances. You look for ways and means in God to be able to go through this process of upheaval. All things working together for good. To them that, are love, that, 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 that love the Lord. And they are called according to his purpose. And that's why beloved. The only way you can be able to design divine possibilities is when you obey. Obedience to the word of God enables you to actualize divine possibilities. When you are disobedient you will always complain like every other person. You will be blown by every wind of deception that comes from the media. That comes from you know. Them who are charlatans of the gospel. Who know very well that you want a prophecy and they'll promise you a container at the coast. And the reason why they give you that promise is because by the eye of the enemy they're able to discern that your pockets are loaded. Hello, church. You know, success is not determined by numbers. 
You know? Neither is success about grandiosity. Success is not how much you attract. Not how much you amass, beloved. Success is a factor of multiplication of potential. Potential is the birth of a seed. Now, when I talk about seed, I'm not talking about money. There is the place where seed is money, but not in this context. Now, when I talk about seed, I'm talking about the hub of the unlimited power of divinity that is hidden within the domicile of your identity. And you know, friends, as long as you have unlimited power of divinity within your identity, you'll be able to generate the potential of the seed to unleash your potential. And what will happen is that your potential will multiply beyond the scope of your limitation in the natural sphere. Every one of us has got a seed that God has planted in us. That seed is basically the unlimited potential of divinity. That God has placed within the domicile of your identity. So when you look within yourself, my friend, you'll discover you've got more potential than your naturalistic abilities. Hello, church. Hello. The other thing that I want to say about destiny. Destiny is not a place you go yonder. Destiny is wrapped up in the realm of possibilities that are situated within the locale of opportunity. Yes. Hallelujah. And you know, opportunity is created to exist within the scope of successive experiences in the midst of your hard circumstances. Hello? So whenever you notice yourself going through something, identify what opportunities are there. Because at the end of the day, every opportunity is predicated by an obedience to God's word that enables you to answer to the call of purpose and destiny. Every opportunity in the midst of crisis is predicated by obedience. No disobedience, beloved. You get what I'm saying? And you must know that every situation in your life, it basically foreshadows an opportunity that hosts divine possibilities. Hello, church? And the path of pursuit to your destiny is inculcated within your pristine identity. Your pristine identity is the nerve center of the scroll of your destiny, beloved. Hello? It is the nerve center. That is where you, you derive the credentials of identity that enables you to reveal the meaning and, 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 and the value of those divine blueprints and patterns that, that are found within the realms of the ordinations of God. You know, beloved, God dwells in his patterns. God dwells in his designs. He is where he is, where is God in his patterns and in his designs. In his purpose. You get what I'm saying? Maybe somebody is asking, but uh, uh, Bishop Gobanga, you're talking about the ordinations of God. Well, the ordinations of God, my understanding of it is this, and I think I was sharing with, with Bishop Mulumbi a couple of weeks back. My understanding of the ordinations of God is that this is the spiritual hub of ancient civilizations vested in God. Now, when I talk about ancient civilization, I'm not talking about civilizations on earth. Civilizations in eternity. Now, that is a sermon for another day. The ancient civilizations of God, these are civilizations that existed in the womb of eternity. Before time. 
Hmm? You're getting me? Now understand, Jeremiah puts it this way. Before you were born, I knew you. I ordained you to be a prophet. What the Spirit of God is saying is this. Jeremiah was a prophet in eternity. He did not become a prophet because of time. Time was basically the arena for him to manifest who he was with God in eternity. That is one of the ancient civilizations that I'm talking about. Within the ordinations of God. Have you understood? So your responsibility is, is, is to check within yourself. You need to journey back in your pristine identity to discover who you are. Because there's a life that you lived in God. Life did not begin when you were born. You had a life with God in eternity. Fully fledged as a son. Perfected in him. In Christ Jesus. So whatever we are doing right now, we are basically living a life of who we already were in Christ. Because you are blessed with every spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. You're getting me? So you're waiting for something else. Listen, listen here, church. There's nothing else you're going to have other than what you already have in you. Anything else you're pursuing is not of you. Stop comparing yourself with other people, beloved. You're getting me, church? You see, these ancient civilizations, they bear the structural patterns and designs that make up the desires and the intentions of God for you. Not for any other person. That is how you're able to understand what is the purpose of God. And remember, God's purpose is voiced through eternity. God's purpose is fulfilled in eternity by wisdom. In this natural realm, we are basically manifesting what was fulfilled. Not what is to be fulfilled. What was already fulfilled. Hello, church. Because these are preset patterns, designs of divine intentions that are revealed by the call of purpose. And one thing about God the Father is that when he thinks about anything, it's done. The thoughts of God are what yield forth the ordinations of God, beloved. And whatever is ordained is as a result of the thoughts of God. And you know, friends, you can only access the ordinations of God by his thoughts. Do you know the thoughts that God has about you? They are not evil. God's thoughts are such that you are to have an expected future. That is what he tells Jeremiah, beloved. And that's why, beloved, purpose is what announces the call and the ordinations of God. Where the purpose of God is, is the announcement of the call of God and the ordinations of God. And that is why if we are going to look at life in terms of success, beloved, you must know that success is an internal process. It is an internal process that takes you through the journey to access the scroll of your destiny. You're getting me? And this destiny is hosted within your pristine identity. Hello? The path of success commences from within the internal system of your pristine identity. And that is why you must take a journey 
within yourself to get rid of the un what, I, what I would call the unwarranted waste of cloning that you've accumulated over time because you've been a clone for such a long time. Hallelujah. I know we don't want to hear that. The, unwar yeah? the unwarranted clone of, of waste of cloning. You're getting me, friends? Because you see, the clone of your life is not reflective of the reality of who you are. You see some brethren dating, you also feel it's time to date. That's being a clone. Sister so-and-so has started a business, you also feel the Lord is speaking to you to start a business. You're being a clone. And that is what is happening. You see someone dressed in a particular way and you feel an impetus of the Spirit of God to make the same design. You are a clone. You get what I'm saying? I love what your papa is doing in this ministry, but beloved, I can never be him. Even if I desired. I cannot. And let me take it further. I can't be your pastor. I don't want trouble. Let him handle your trouble because he has the grace. You know, if you come to Infinite Fellowship Ministries and I see you coming a couple of times and I've seen because remember I've seen some of you in some of your proceedings I will ask you why aren't you not at new breed now if you tell me that you want to be a member I will tell you no you must go back to where you belong stay in the furnace of the afflictions in new breed until you become better You see right now that you are now doing a fundraiser for your new place. That is the time when people feel that, it's, that the grace is over for them to locate. Grace does not operate based on circumstances. Grace is above circumstances. If anything, grace teaches you to say no to ungodliness. And then grace enables you to go through the process so that you become better. Yes. By the time when your cathedral is ready, beloved, you look back and say, indeed, it was worth it. Yeah. And you know, the good thing is that God uses certain things to make a pastor know who are truly his. Sometimes, you know, when we start out good work such as this, we bring in a mix. It's, it's like the enemy sends into the congregation a mixed breed. And then when the time of shaking comes, that's when people go. How is it, Bishop, somebody joins your church and tells you how the Lord led them to you? Lord, and, and each time God keeps on giving them a word for you. And then the day when you tell them no, when you call them out, now that's when they believe that the Lord has told them that they need to take another direction. What kind of God is that? How can God be telling you about the fact that you're supposed to stay new breed and the same same God tells you after two years that you need to leave new breed because there is no God there. My friend, there is God in new breed. You're the one who does not have God. 
you don't want to obey. And you're saying that, you know, my purpose is not here. My friend, purpose is not limited to new breed. You know, my, my definition of purpose is like this. Purpose is basically the call of God and the ordinations of God. Purpose basically speaks about the intentions and the desires of God for your life. And it is not limited to a geographical placement. And the overarching purpose of God would require that for a period of time you need to go through a pruning process where you are. Yes. Because where you're going, beloved, things might be tough for you. You remember I began by saying this. Before you joined this church, everything was fine. But the moment you came, things became a problem. Because you were the problem. And the day you leave, your problems will live with you. And there will be peace and revival in your breed. You go to the next church, my friend, the pastor might appear to be accommodative of the things you say against Bishop Eric. But remember, beloved, the same God you left here, you'll find him there. That same God knows your issues. And when the time of transition to that place is over, God comes and he tells you, when was the last, what was the last thing we learned in New Breed? Character formation. That is when the same pastor's wife, whom you loved so much, rises against you. And you begin to say that the pastor's wife is full of the spirit of Jezebel. You are the one who has Jezebel, not the pastor's wife. And then you move to another church, the same, same problems go with you. So the issue is not about the pastor or the church. You are the issue. And the earlier you deal with the issue, the better. When you deal with your issues, you will not have time to condemn men and women of God. Actually, you will become less critical. Hallelujah. You see, you do not need to chase after things that are not meant to follow you. Or rather, that are meant to follow you. You see, my Bible says, seek after the kingdom of God and all his righteousness. And all these things will be added unto you. The problem, Bishop, is that people are chasing after the things that are supposed to be chasing them. When you chase after the kingdom of God, money will follow you. When you chase after the kingdom of God, wealth will follow you. When you chase after the kingdom of God, favor will follow you. Opportunities will follow you. Don't follow after favor. Don't follow after money. Follow the kingdom. Yes. You know, one thing that is, is, I, 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 that is becoming a big concern is that you start a church, people appear to be needy and as a pastor you take good care of them. But when they begin to appear to, to come to the place where they experience stability, they turn from following the kingdom and they begin to look back. You look behind and you begin to mesmerize over your achievements, over your projects, and you settle there. Yet God wants you to go yonder. Purpose is not where you've left. Purpose is Christ. Anytime when you go through a season of life 
where you have experienced success, my friend, when time of transition comes, leave the success of a former season and enter the new season. Because the distance from one realm to another is the posture of your heart. Because the opportunities that are within the new realm that God is taking you to has no regard for where you are coming from. Yes, where you are coming from, things worked, but my friend, the season has changed. New breed chapel, listen to me. Thank God for this place. You've had church here, but there's a place. There's a place yonder. And that is a place for sons. Not slaves. Sons of the house. Daughters of the house. And you know, when you're a son, you see the last time I checked, the word son is neither male or female. A son is a spirit. Women, listen here. God does not use you because you're a woman. Neither does he use a man because he's a man. God looks for a vessel, regardless of gender. You can be a woman, but you're more of a son than those who think they are son because of the beards that they have. That's why as men, we should not be insecure with women. Let's allow them to be. Let them express themselves. They are needed. So church where you're going is a place for responsibility. You're going there because it's responsibility. It is, a, it is a higher place of obedience to the counsel that you receive from your father. Because you love the Lord, beloved. That even if things go wrong in that project, my friend, it is working for good. You love the Lord and you're called according to his... Listen here. Purpose will never be held hostage because of things that go wrong in a project. The purpose of God in my life has never been held hostage because of my challenges. Some of you, when some very little storm comes your way, that is when you decide that you're going to attend church via live stream. I thought the restrictions were lifted. There is no curfew. So come to church. Come to church, beloved. You get what I'm saying? Come to church. Because success is way beyond the scope of what you are, what you are trying to accomplish. You getting me, friends? Now, for those of you who think that the future is far away from you, let me tell you, the future is not far away from you. The future is resident inside of you. It is not far, beloved. It only takes a, a, the right posture of your heart to unlock the future that is inside you. Future is here, not there. You get what I'm saying? God is not found in your past, neither is he found in your tomorrow. God is where he is. God is where he is, not where you think he, you, 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 you want him to be. He is where he is. God resides inside of you. He is here. When you got born again, you received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And he brought with himself the Father. And they took residence in you by the Holy Spirit. 
Are are we together, beloved? You will not find God within the spheres of time, beloved. You see, what happens is, God, what he does is that he steps into the realms of time to reveal his purpose. But he is still where he is, beloved. And you see, God is where he is by virtue of who he is, not what he is. He is where he is because of who he is. Not what we want him to be. Let's not try to make God to be what he is not. He is God. He does not fluctuate. He is not intimidated. He is not insecure. And he will never change. Even if we run away from him, he will never change. He is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. Let's not try to make God to be what he is not. Let him be who he is in your life. Don't try to make God what he is in somebody else's life to be who he is in your life. It will never work. You must know that God will always be who he is in your life. You have a different curriculum. The school of the Holy Ghost in which you were inducted into has a curriculum that is different from every other person. Why don't you stay in your school and learn? in your school. There is only one instructor and that is the Holy Ghost. Now the Holy Ghost has got so many ways in which he instructs us. He'll use a gobanga somewhere who may come to you but there is one teacher that you will always have like him or not Bishop Eric. As far as God is concerned within this locale it is him. Are we together, guys? And remember this, beloved. Your bishop deals with every one of you differently. You know, bishop, I don't know whether you go through this. Sometimes, (laughs) you know, sometimes as pastors, we are accused of favoritism. Because I hang around with Rev. Richie for quite some time, everybody believes that I favor him more, but they do not know the process he goes through. His curriculum, and or rather his response to the, his curriculum is what makes him stick closest to me. Now, if you try to occupy his position, you'll wonder whether I'm an animal or what. It's true. There is no favoritism. Let me tell you, there is no favor. Richie can tell you, even until very recently, he went through a half-time process. Yeah. One of my spiritual sons who's a prophet just walked in and he knows what I mean. He's a prophet in the making. Not because I've given him, but it's true. And my father in the Lord has confirmed. Hmm? Yeah, he's seated right there. Evans stand. Yeah, that is Pastor Evans. Together with his wife. Yes. So there's what them and, I, and, and, and Richie have, you know, we normally talk about that, and that is just for the three of us. Now, how I deal with him is also very different from how I deal with him. 
So if your bishop appears to be very close to his PA, don't begin to say that the PA is having an easy time. How sure are you? How sure are you? The PA is able to do what he does because of grace. It has not been given to you to be close to the bishop as close as how Pastor Joe is. Hello, church. This is what makes us begin to compare and contrast each other. We end up striving with each other. We plant the seed of discord. We fall short of answering to the call of purpose. Are we together, church? So my submission to us, beloved, is this. Stay in your curriculum. Stay in your curriculum. Because where God is found is not an event or an experience, beloved. God dwells in the present moment of opportunity, beloved. Are you understand what I'm saying? And you know, the only way to function, or rather to interact with God, is to function in his realm, not your realm. Okay? You have to function with God at his level. You have to function with God at, within his consciousness so that you are able to interact with him. And that is why, beloved, your consciousness needs to ascend into the realm of God. Because, friends, life is not about you and your appetites. Life is about God. Life is about his purpose. You know, Philippians 2.13, the scripture we read, For it is God which worketh in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. Do you remember that particular scripture? Beloved, life is about the pleasure of God, not your pleasure. It is about the pleasure of God. It is not your own pleasure. Now listen, beloved. Your pleasures as a human being are dark. They cannot fit into the equation of fulfilling the divine purposes of God. That's the truth of the matter, beloved. And that is why, beloved, God in his infinite wisdom, he has ordained that certain boundaries be placed in your life to check your dark pleasures until you have been able to come to the place whereby you attain the full consciousness of God. Hello, church. Because, friends, the last time I checked when I read my Bible, everything was created for the pleasure of God, not my pleasure. You are created for the pleasure of God and for his delight, beloved. Hello? You're you, 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 you getting what I'm saying, beloved? Are you sure you're getting through me? And that is why in our journey of faith, God will place us through a series and sequences of tests to perfect that which concerns us. That's why we read all things work together for our good to them that love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. So it doesn't matter whether you're experiencing moments of negativity in your life, beloved. It, it might also appear as though things are unfair to you. And you know, Kenyans, we, we are full of rights. You know, the constitution that we have today is a constitution that, that, that makes us to be activists. Every Kenyan is, is an activist. Someone steals from you and goes to court to get an injunction that will stop the police from arresting them. But you know very well that he stole. Yes. When I told people in 2010 that there's something wrong with this constitution, some guys insulted me. Now the same people are complaining about the same constitution and I reminded them of how they justify this constitution. There is no constitution which is perfect. The only constitution which is perfect is the word of God. Only. Are we together, church? You get what I'm saying? 
Let's bow our heads and pray. Thank you for listening to this audio. If you enjoyed it, be sure to subscribe and share with a friend.